Welcome to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders Podcast. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco. If you're interested in the latest industry trends and new technologies that are reshaping the future of insurance, you're in the right place. Stick around to hear my discussions with industry leaders as we help uncover today's emerging opportunities for the future of insurance. Welcome everybody to today's podcast, the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders. And I'm thrilled today to have a couple of our colleagues from PwC, one of our strategic partners, welcome Rima Safari and Mark Rosenthal. What I always like to do first is have each of our participants give a little bit of background. So uh, Rima, if you could start first, give a little bit of background on yourself and your role at PwC and our strategic partnership. And then Mark, if you would do the same. We're so happy to be here. This is Rima Safari. I'm a partner in PwC's insurance transformation practice. I would say insurance is such an exciting space to be in right now. There's so much disruption from multiple angles, whether that's changes in the industry regulations, customer behaviors, distribution channels, even new and emerging technologies and the way they service their customers. So this is where our PwC team of partners in staff play a key role, right? We collaborate with our clients to help them throughout some of their toughest challenges across new products, modernization initiatives, cost reduction, investment in data and analytics, and many others across both the PNC as well as life and group businesses. And then for me in particular, I'm really passionate about playing at the intersection of business and technology and connecting the dots between the two, which is exactly what I'm going to be doing on today's podcast as we talk about absence management and how it's taking a more prominent role in the employee benefits market. With that, Mark, I will give it over to you. Hello there, this is Mark Rosenthal, and I am a managing director in PwC. I spent most of my career in the group insurance space and a little bit of time also in the life annuity space. And I serve our life annuity group and retirement practice and those carriers that are in the sectors. We've seen a lot of evolution for carriers across all these spaces, predominantly in the group space. There has been a heightened awareness and focus on the investments they need to make to compete and differentiate in the marketplace. I spend most of my time looking at strategy, potentially evolution of distribution and go-to-market strategies as the pandemic has changed the way in which the marketplace is working and what the brokers and clients expect from carriers. Excited today to talk about a leave and absence evolution in the marketplace. It has become the primary focus for many carriers as clients are certainly going through quite a bit in how they solve for the needs of their employees and their dependents. Our whole focus here on this podcast is really around absence management and the realigning of competition in the group and benefits marketplace. What we've talked about is why is absence and the leave market so competitive and growing And what are those key accelerators of change? Mark, I'll start with you. Absence market space was kind of thrust upon carriers and plan sponsors, employers several years ago. And the complexity and regulatory environment of these plans has just continued to evolve. And as a result, you're finding state plans are changing. You have corporate leaves that are evolving. And it doesn't matter if you're a small employer or a large employer trying to figure out how to solve for the leave requirements in your state. It is complex and it is difficult. And there's a lot of knowledge that needs to be, I think, processed in order to serve your 
employees correctly and avoid the risks that come with potentially doing it incorrectly. Rima, what would you add to that? Thank you, Denise. The only other thing I would add is that this increased complexity environment is creating a lot of pressure for employers too, right? Many of the employers, especially in the smaller segment, we're seeing our first time leave outsourcers. They're implementing new leave policies just to meet the evolving needs of the workforce and finding it increasingly difficult to manage it in-house. So because of that, we're seeing a huge trend for them outsourcing leave and absence management to carriers. And it's a great opportunity for carriers to play in. And I will add that the pandemic only complicated some of these challenges more so as the rate of leave increased dramatically over the last couple of years. Oh, so true. One of the things that we're beginning to see, and I'd love you guys' perspective on it, is how does offering absence management by an insurer uh, differentiate them in the marketplace and in the benefit plans that they're putting together for employers versus those insurers that don't offer absence management? What kind of gives them that competitive edge? Rima? Thank you, Denise. Let me start by taking a customer-centric approach to this question, as I think the only way the insurers can really differentiate themselves is by understanding the true needs of the employee and employer in the current environment and offering a much more comprehensive or end-to-end solutions. The latest PwC US Pulse survey found that 65% of employees are looking for a new job. We've all heard about the great resignation. Now, pair that up with the pandemic, and consumers are constantly looking for and navigating and juggling between work and family with increasing burdens of childcare as well as elderly care, right? The key to reducing this attrition and retaining the best talent is to know who your employees are and support them in the moments that matter most. And those moments that I talk about, right, could be childbirth, it could be adoption, when employees are going through an injury, So many people in the workforce today are caregivers, whether that's caregiving for elderly, whether that's caregiving for children, for pets, or even sometimes taking care of their own mental and uh, physical well-being. And this is where absence management can play a huge role to serve as that end-to-end solution. And the imperative is for the insurer to make this extremely difficult moment as easy as possible to navigate by treating it as an integrated or a holistic life event or life experience. I'll share a couple of examples to make that real. So when someone goes out on a maternity leave, it can be such an exciting time, but also equally stressful. You know, talking from my personal experience, uh, being a mom to two little ones, I'll say that I remember when I was going out, I was trying to figure out how much of it is covered by FMLA, what are my state leave laws, what about disability, STD, and then also how much parental leave does my employer offer and how does this all come together, right? If an insurer is able to treat this as one life event and connect the dots between the short-term disability, the federal laws, as well as corporate paid leaves and absence, I think that would be a huge win. Another example that I would share here is when somebody, say, has an accident or falls off a bike on their way to work and they've hit, uh, hurt their back, so they need to visit the hospital. After the accident, if this person could get help from the insurer to immediately get one claim filed and get paid for their accident and hospital indemnity as a supplemental benefit, they could get their short-term disability supported, and then also they could file some intermittent leave for, say, physical therapy, that would be so stress-relieving. Like, you know, that could make the experience a lot easier through a carrier's empathetic and seamless experience end-to-end. 
I'll also add that it's as these concerns around health and protection needs continue to increase in the pandemic, now it's more important than ever for insurers to consider this end-to-end space. And I do think the data is showing increasingly that too, that a lot of the younger cohort of employees or the new entrants in the workforce, these are the concerns on their mind. They want better benefits. They want to be able to see that their employer cares for them. And this has become a huge driver for attracting and retailing the light talent. So to your question, insurers who do absence well and evolve their solution to be more holistic will have leverage in this marketplace to and have a competitive advantage. Mark, what would you add to that? I think what Rima just added at the end is really important is the marketplace is waiting for some carriers to deliver these solutions more effectively, more efficiently. And those who can do that well, I do believe will have some leverage in how they decide they want to think about their holistic solutions offering. As we think about the intermediary marketplace and how they're reacting to the evolution of employer needs, how are they looking at absence management today from an intermediary perspective? So you've got the employer, we've got the insurers, but that intermediary really has a high degree of influence. And how do they kind of look at it, particularly because they're often serving the needs of their customer, the employer? Mark? So the broker consultant marketplace is having to solve and deal with the complexity of leave with their clients, the same as carriers. This has become particularly tricky for them as it's become a value-added service to their business. And they've had to, to expand their resources that they offer in their practices. Some have developed and built and expanded their leave and absence, I think, teams. Some have built them regionally. And I do believe right now that they're looking for carriers to help pick up and solve for the challenge that employers are going through on a day-to-day basis and bring more absence specialists into the market. I think that the brokers have picked this up and expanded their capabilities as a value differentiator to their clients, but they're also looking for the carriers to bring those solutions more efficiently through the resources and expert resources, as opposed to relying on their typical distribution models and account management models to solve for the needs of the employers. Emma, what's your thoughts on that? I think Mark covered it really well, Denise, so I completely agree. Great. So how's the market shifting and how will it drive increased need for absence management, Uh, Rima? Absolutely. Denise, I would say the market is shifting in large parts because customer expectations are growing. And the workforce benefits market is, you know, changing in the way we define benefits, right? It's a much broader definition. And within that, we are seeing the convergence of traditional insurance paired with leave or absence management, and also many other value-added services. And what this is creating is really an ecosystem of products as well as fee-based services. Oftentimes, we see that carriers fall into the pitfall of expanding engagement with the customers by adding more insurance products. So they'll add a lot more supplemental health products. But instead, a good way to think about it would be how do you engage customers throughout their life event journey? And an ecosystem strategy can really help there. So, for example, if somebody, you know, going back to my original examples, right, if somebody was going out on maternity leave or could you offer them babysitting services when they're coming back? Could you offer them some services for managing postpartum depression and mental health? Or if somebody had an injury, 
what type of fitness services or physical well-being services can you offer them to recover from that and return to work sooner, healthier, and be more productive? I do think traditional offerings like short-term disability, voluntary benefits, as well as absence will continue to be the anchor, but pairing them with other services like lifestyle-based products or mental health or return-to-work programs or even elder care services could be a huge play. Uh, here. The only other thing I'll say from a technology standpoint, right, is this is not easy. Like business ecosystems have become the latest craze or the latest buzzword, but you really need a solid strategy and also the right technology environment that can enable that. So in addition to absence management, as you're connecting absence with disability services or even other value added services, it is really important to converge those through a couple of different foundational technology elements. And, you know, a couple of examples that come to mind are a component-based microservices architecture that allows for agility, that allows for ability to rapidly implement new products and new capabilities based on customer feedback, or even highly available integration capabilities or a modern API-enabled environment that allows for plug-and-play like models for third-party partners to be quickly incorporated into this absence ecosystem. And then lastly, I'll add like better data and experience capabilities, as well as a robust rules engine that allows for recommendations based on the customer's action as you're supporting them throughout their life event journey. If all of these investments are done right, I think it really puts the insurer in a position to scale. And this first scalar benefit, leveraging absence as a starting point and adding a lot more services or value added uh, products to it will give them a stage for a broader bundled offerings, which I think could be a huge play in the future. Yeah, so true. Mark, um, any additional thoughts on that from your perspective and what you're seeing? Yeah, I think Rima captured a lot, but there's something I want to add, and that is talking with a plan sponsor and a broker last week. A lot of focus on solving for employees being out of work and getting, you know, kind of their benefits paid. And there's a huge need, right, for employees to be at work. And they want also carriers to focus on a return to work solution because the war for talent has gotten so brutal. They are really looking to try and figure out how to solve for uh, presenteeism versus absenteeism. And I believe those who deliver a return to work strategy effectively uh, will also have some leverage as they deliver value added services to their brokers and clients. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm, I'm just going to go a little bit off on a tangent here. And I think that that ties to this fight for talent. And with so many employers now looking to a remote first kind of an environment, and people could be in multiple different states, you know, beyond where they may have the home office. I think that also kind of raises the whole level of need around this whole kind of absence or you're there at work type of uh, monitoring perspective. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. And it adds so many more complications from a state regulation standpoint too, right? That an employer needs to take care of as employees start working in this hybrid, flexible work environment. Mark, you were going to say something? I agree completely. Again, it has become challenging. And I don't think it's reverting back anytime soon as this is the way employees have decided that they'd like to work. Some want to come in, right? Some want to be at work and some very much enjoy the lifestyle that this new kind of working environment has created for them. Yeah, so true. 
So why should insurers consider absence management capabilities and a solution today that's really integrated in with disability income even, um, and not a few years from now? Rima? Absolutely. Thanks, Elise. I think it goes back to that holistic life event management concept and really being there for the employees uh, throughout that end-to-end journey, right? So I think given the pandemic, now more than ever, there's a huge need for that. Mark? I believe there is a race for absence dominance, right? We know there's a race for absence dominance by the carriers that are choosing to be in the space. And so there is a bit of a first mover advantage for those that can deliver, I would say, their evolving solutions incredibly efficiently to the right clients, through the right brokers. And so I believe that those that are invested in it and can get to the market with that solution will enjoy some leverage as they move forward. The other point I would add is that it takes time and effort to stand this up. You know, I talked earlier about a lot of the technology architecture components that need to be in place for it. So they'll need to leverage some sort of software as a service solution too here. So the earlier entrants are going to certainly have leverage here. Especially with all the additional regulatory requirements coming out by different states, it just gets more complex by the day. And so the longer you wait, the more complex and difficult it's going to be. Would you guys agree? I would say absolutely. You have to be committed to this. There's, this is not for the faint of heart and you have to be ready for what's involved. And you're doing this because again, of the value added service that you can deliver and your ability to holistically solve for the needs of employees as they are looking for solutions. So I always like to end my podcast with this question. It is, if you could pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why? Rima, I'll let you go first. Sure. Denise, it's interesting. Uh, The word that comes to mind for me is conversions. Like the insurance industry is really converging between the traditional ways of how they offer insurance through a more risk and compliance lens to a more new and innovative way, putting the customer and their life events at the forefront of everything. So it's changing at a fast pace and it's uh, really converging together. And Mark, what would yours be? Well, Denise, I'm going to take some liberties with your question and I'm going to use two words. And I would say innovation and transformation. And as we look at what's going to happen to the space in the next five years, the carriers that are thinking differently about what their solutions look like and innovate differently, thinking about the fact that distribution models are 30 years old and the world is different today. And how do I want to solve for that and support the market differently and deliver different capabilities, I think is going to have an advantage. To do that, they have to transform. Well, it's been a wonderful conversation today, Rima and Mark. And I think that, you know, when people listen to this and they're considering their strategies at being able to be competitive in the marketplace, drive new revenue type of growth, be able to really serve not only the employer, but the employee from a customer experience and a customer service perspective, Absence management and integrated with disability income is rising really fast to the top. And I think your great insights and the work you guys are doing and that we're doing together as a partner is really going to help accelerate those who really want to, as you say, Mark, have some dominance, absence management dominance in the marketplace. It's going to be a fascinating next two or three years. We agree. Certainly is. So thank you so much for your time today. We look forward to future conversations. 
Thank you, Denise. We very much appreciate the partnership that we have with your company. Likewise. Thank you so much, Denise. That's a wrap for this week's episode of the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Be sure to sign up for our email list and follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on our next episode. I'm Denise Garth, wishing you a happy podcasting.